happening this week on your favorite soap opera. It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I'm so glad that you've chosen to spend the next hour with me as we journey into the world of daytime and talk about anything and everything soaps. This is going to be another great show. There are two fantastic actresses waiting in the wings to talk with us, and this is also going to be a show unlike any other edition of Soap Central Live you might have heard in the past. They'll be singing, they'll be dancing, and if you're lucky, none of it will be done by me. But I make no promises, though. The mood could hit me, and I could jump into tune at any time. Now that you've been warned, uh, let's get on with the show. My first guest has literally grown up before our eyes. For the past 12 years, she's played the precocious Star Manning on ABC's One Life to Live. Her character's trials and tribulations have recently been turned into, what else, but a sensational three-day musical event called Star-Crossed Lovers. Please welcome to the show for the very first time, Kristen Alderson. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for dropping by. Thanks. It's so great to be here. <laughs> well, we're going to start off with a little bit. I like to rewind the clock when guests come on for the first time. And let's go back to March 1998. I feel like I'm uh, Jessica, and I'm, I'm back in the past here. But <laughs> do you remember your first day on the One Life to Live set? I just remember that I was late to work Uh-oh. because the train took a long time, and me and my mom were, like, freaking out. And when I got there, like, they rushed me in the hair and makeup. And then I got on the set, and I walked in, and everything was just really, really big. And <laughs> there was just a lot going on. And I was really, like, overwhelmed, but in, like, a really exciting way. And um, so, yeah, that's pretty much all I remember of my first day. And then I had a problem saying crayon. I kept saying crowns because of my Philly accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very familiar with the Philly accent. <laughs> yes. Twelve years is is a long time to be on a television program for anybody, but I guess particularly when someone is so young. So what have you learned in a lot of time, but what have you learned from your time on One Life to Live? I've learned so much. I mean, I've been able to work with really, really talented people, and I've been able to experience a lot of great things. You know, I've had storylines that have really, you know, had me kind of, you know, grow up like, for instance, Star got pregnant at 16. Mm-hmm. So just doing that whole storyline, I learned a lot. I talked to a lot of teenagers who actually went through that. Um, and, you know, I got to do a three-day musical, a three-episode musical um, three years ago, which was really cool. And then to do another one now has been awesome. And I think just, like, working with all the cast and crew, you learn so much from everyone. And um, we have a really talented and sweet cast, so... Is it difficult growing up and being on television? I know we hear so many stories about uh, kids who had a difficult time maybe adjusting, but, uh, you know, you, you snap pictures, you're excited when there's a Frappuccino in the vending machine, so you seem to be, <laughs> you seem to be having a really good time. Is it difficult, though, growing up in the public eye? No, it's not at all. You know, when, the great thing about soaps is that we get to do what we love to do, but we live really normal lives outside of work because we don't have paparazzi, we don't have any of that, you know, when a fan sees us on the street, they're like, hey, Star, how are you? But other than that, you know, 
my mom has done a really great job of keeping me and my brother super down to earth and making sure that we really live live our lives outside of work and go home to Pennsylvania as often as we can and just hang around with friends and do things that kids our age are, like, supposed to be doing. So mm -hmm. it, I've been really lucky to be really down to earth because of that. Now, we, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago uh, about your character uh, becoming pregnant. For the longest time, you know, you had sort of typical soap kid storylines, running away from home, uh, stealing a credit card to buy horse manure, things like that. Um, <laughs> is the, the pregnancy storyline, do you think that's when things really clicked and you started having sort of what they would call grown-up storylines? Yeah, well, I think actually like the first grown-up thing that I had to film was the love scene between Star and Cole. And it was the first, you know, love scene of stars and the first that I've ever done on the show. And um, it was scary. You know, I know that all of the fans have known me since I was six and a half. They see me as their little girl. And Brandon and I really wanted to make sure that we were as tasteful as possible with it. Mm -hmm. You know, we wanted to make sure that it wasn't too sexy, that it was just about the emotions of the characters. So, yeah, like once that started happening, you know, I, I realized that, you know, we had to be really, really careful, you know. But I loved it, you know. I, I think it it was a really great different aspect to add to Star, and I like how she's matured over the years and all the issues that she's had to deal with, like, kind of made her the girl that she is now, the woman that she is now. Now, we're going to talk about the big musical Star Crest Lovers in just a minute, but something that I was thinking about is that One Life to Live has sort of always had a tradition of incorporating music. And one of the things that the show's done a lot of is to have musical guests stop by, uh, Snoop Dogg and Lifehouse and Mary J. Blige. And I'd imagine it's, it's got to be a lot of fun to go to work and get a, a free concert. Yeah, it is so much fun. Um, One Life has always been really musical, which is awesome. You know, I'm really into music as well, and um, I like to sing. I like to, you know, see people perform. So it's always a treat when we come into work and they'll say, hey, guess what, Snoop Dogg's going to be on next week. And we're like, what, are you kidding? You know, <laughs> and basically, like, I've had the pleasure of being in practically all of the scenes that, you know, the musical guests have been on recently. So mm -hmm. I've gotten to meet all of them, and um, Lifehouse was the most recent band that was on the show, and they were all the sweetest guys. They were so cool. So it's just such, it, we like pinch ourselves every day we come into work and do things <laughs> like that. It's crazy. Something that I remember seeing on, the, on some of the message boards, particularly on uh, SoapCentral.com, a lot of people find it hard to believe that someone like Snoop Dogg is actually a big One Life to Live fan. Was that something that <laughs> yeah. at the cast... Did you think that, too? Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, you see these big celebrities that you've known your whole life, and um, and then to hear that they're a fan of you, it's just mind-bottling. You're like, are you kidding me? You know who I am? Um, I think one of the coolest moments was when um, Mary J. Blige performed on the show, and she actually performed twice. And the first time she performed, um, when I met her for the first time, she went, Star! And, like, gave me a big hug. And I was freaking out. I couldn't believe that she knew who I was. <laughs> this, uh, I can imagine. I mean, I still know you that know a lot of people... Thing... Go ahead. But, oh, no, the cool thing is, is that, like, you know, they all have watched One Life to Live because of their family. You know, they usually got into it because mm -hmm. their aunt watched it or their grandmother watched it, and then they watched it with their parents and 
um, I think that that's what's really cool about soaps is that it's kind of like it, it gets passed down from generation to generation, you know, in families. Like, if one person in the family watches it, then the other does, and I really like that. One of the things that I'm, I'm glad you mentioned earlier and that some people may not know is that One Life to Live has done musicals in the past. Uh, I know way, way back, maybe about 10 years ago, they did a Babes Behind Bars routine. Uh, three years ago, there was Prom Night, the musical. So this isn't something that the show is just deciding to do because it's, it's trendy. But other shows have followed One Life's uh, lead and have started doing musicals. What do you think is the allure of doing musicals? Well, I think that it's really fun to have me. I think music is a really awesome thing, and it's really entertaining. Um, and we have a lot of singers on our show, mm-hmm. so I think it's really awesome that, you know, the writers and our executive producer have really taken advantage of that. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of funny when people are like, oh, you know, you're copying off of Glee. And it's like, did you see our musical three years ago? Or did you see Babes Behind Bars, which was like seven years ago? <laughs> or, you know, um, but Glee is a great show. And, it's, you know, I think that any Glee fan would love what we're doing on our show now. So if we get more fans because of that, then that's awesome. Now let's talk about Star-Crossed Lovers. The title is obviously a play on words, but for listeners out there who may not quite get it, can you give us a little background on who is a Star-Crossed Lover and how did this uh, musical come about on the show? Well, there are a lot of Star-Crossed Lovers on our show. You know, clearly there's Star and Cole, um, who are kind of the Romeo and Juliet, their parents have always hated each other. There's been a lot of drama in their lives. They've had to fight to be with each other. And then there's Langston and Marco, who um, Langston is cheating on Marco with this guy Ford, and he doesn't know about it. So they're kind of, you know, star-crossed in a way. And then um, and then there's Jessica and Brody and Jessica. You know, there's just there are a whole bunch of characters that are going through, you know, some issues to try to be together or whatever. And, um, and, yeah. I think okay. there was something else you asked in that question. But just, uh, <laughs> yes. <can> you, <laughs> I, I forget to uh, ask too many things at once, but what is the setup? How did star-crossed lovers oh. work into the show? Well, Langston, three years ago, wrote the musical for Landview High School. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why all of the characters were in a a, a musical type of mood. You know, if they got upset, they would sing about something and have musical fantasies. Well, this year, the musical that Langston is that Langston has wrote is all about Star's life. You know, Star and Cole and their journey to be together, mm-hmm. and all of the trials and tribulations that they've gone through. And um, and you know, Star was really against Langston writing the musical about that at first, but then she decided that it would actually be a really good way to leave high school since Star is graduating this year. And uh, so, yes, that's where Star Cross Lovers came about. That's the title of the play that Langston wrote about Star and Cole for Landview High School. <laughs> okay, There's well, a lot to say. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> now, I've got a feeling that we're almost into our first commercial break, but I'm going to give some of the listeners a chance to listen to the title track of Star Cross Lovers as we do. So I hope that Uh, They get a good listen, and we'll be back with more of Kristen Alderson after the break. Awesome. 
Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I have been chatting with One Life to Live's Kristen Alderson about the big musical, Star-Crossed Lovers. Now, some of the things that I, I don't know 
uh, Kristen, and, and welcome back. Uh, all the work that Thank goes you. into this, <laughs> all the work that goes into these to these episodes, not just the musical, but in, in general with soap opera episodes. But I've found out that you guys taped for a long time to make sure that everything was just right in Starcross Lovers. Well, you know, we taped we taped 14 musical numbers in three weeks, which isn't actually that much time at all. Um, like, you know, compared to prime time, where I think it takes them, like, usually three weeks to tape, like, one episode or, like, something like that. Um, but, yeah, we, we did take a, a little bit more time with it to really make sure that it was perfect and, you know, the day before we would have a big musical number, we would have a rehearsal mm-hmm. for the number the day before, like a separate rehearsal space. And then after we would have to record the song, then the next day film it. So it was a lot more work than a typical average day. Did I remember hearing that some of the folks involved in from the, the crew and the technical standpoint actually either stayed late or ended up sleeping over in the studio to make sure that everything was just right. Yeah, it was so crazy. You know, um, Paul Glass and, and Dave, you know, they're, they're the heads of the music, and they were so amazing. They were glued to the recording studio day in and day out. Not only were they mixing the songs that had to be in the musical episodes, but they also had episodes that had to air before the musical numbers that they had to do as well. Wow. So they couldn't just concentrate on the musical episodes. It was like, okay, you know, record, make sure that everyone records the song, mix it together. Oh, and then mix the whole other episode <laughs> that has to air a week before this stuff, you know. And I just don't know how they did it. And they literally, you know, spent all of their time doing it. And they're just amazing. Now, one of the things that's different about Starcross Lovers is compared to, say, uh, Prom Night, is that there's songs in these musical numbers that people might actually know. They're not all original songs. There's uh, Today We Saw Our Lips Are Sealed by the Go-Go's uh, and We Belong by Pat Benatar. Were there any songs that you had to sing that you weren't familiar with? No, I knew all of the songs that they had, that they had chosen uh, that were established, but um, but I was super scared for We Belong, actually, because it was a Pat Benatar song, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to sing a Pat Benatar song. I never thought that I'd be able to do it. And then once I got in the recording studio, you know, the, you know, I, I actually felt pretty comfortable singing it, and I'm, I'm happy with how it turned out, but that was the one song that I was really nervous about. I was like, are you kidding? I have to sing that. That is her song. She's such a good singer. I don't think I can follow that. Oh, don't sell yourself short at all. It was, it was amazing. And I know that so many people were just riveted because that's how today's episode ended for folks who haven't yet uh, been able to catch the show. So it was really a good way, I think, to end today's first episode. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really happy with how it turned out. Today was the first time that I actually saw the number full out, and, um, and I thought it turned out, it turned out really good. <laughs> now, coming up, uh, this isn't over. Today wasn't the, the last 
of the musical. It'll also air on Monday and Tuesday. But uh, I hear that there's a very, very popular song that's going to kick off the show on Monday. Yeah, I am so excited for everyone to see it. I have seen that number, and it is the coolest thing that I've ever seen. I, w- I couldn't be more proud of everyone in it. You want to tell, I us tell you what it is? Absolutely, please do. I've got a feeling in front of my cookies. <laughs> no, you mentioned that it was hard for you thinking to do a Pat Benatar song, but I've got a feeling is something that I think most people know now because it's so current. Wasn't there a lot of pressure involved in doing a, a, a contemporary current song? Oh, definitely. You know, um, the Black Eyed Peas are a really awesome band, and we wanted to be, you know, we were like, okay, let's, you know, try to be as cool as them. It's not such an easy task. But um, but I think that it works really, really well with the story. It picks off everyone coming into prom, and um, and it and it suits us all really well. It, like, suits all the characters, and it turned out, it turned out amazing, ten times better than I ever thought it would. And, um, and I think we made it, we made it really fun. I have to let listeners know I've actually seen the entire I've Got a Feeling number in a press event, so it definitely is a lot of fun for people to check out. Uh, one of the other things, you were on The View today, and you performed the song that we heard going into the break, Star-Crossed Lovers. Yeah, it was really great to be a part of that number um, and to go on The View because Star is actually not a part of that number on the show if you watch today's episode um, I'm not in the number. So when we went on The View, they they wanted me to be a part of the performance, so they added me into it. So I was really, really um, glad that I was able to do that. There are also, there's a, we mentioned that you know people are going to know some of the songs that are in there. I'm trying to think of some of the other songs in my head that uh, I know that are coming up. Some are going to be surprises, but there also are, original songs, and I know that you get to sing two of them. Uh, I think they're I'm the One and I Can't Live If I Don't. Uh-huh. Let's talk about, I personally, I think I Can't Live If I Don't is a, a really good song, but let's talk about both of the songs and uh, a little bit about how they play into the show. Yeah, well, um, I was really super excited about the two, you know, the two original songs that I got to sing. Uh, you know, the ones that you were just talking about. I thought that they were, they're they're so awesome. The girl, there was one girl who wrote all of the original songs, and those two were just, I was so glad and honored to be able to sing them. And and I love the music, and I'm the one. You know, all of them, all the songs are available on iTunes right now, Mm -hmm. so if anyone wants to check them out, all of the original songs are available on iTunes right now. And, um, so I know that a lot of people on Twitter have, you know, heard the songs and everything like that. Uh, but I Can't Live If I Don't is, you know, Star being really upset that Cole is not at prom. And also, right before prom, Star heard that Cole doesn't know if they're meant to be together. So that's like a really horrible thing for her to hear, you know. She's madly in love with him. They have a child together. And um, I think the songs really captured the emotions that Star is feeling at the time. Now, there are a lot of fans on some of the message boards who want to see, their words, not me, but they want to see Star have a knockdown drag out with Hannah. <laughs> they want her to oh, kick no, some you butt. Wanna, you don't want to see that. 
Well, you know, I don't want to encourage violence, but secretly, sure, why not? <laughs> It'd be a lot of fun, like a Flyers game. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I feel like in so many of the scenes, Star really badly wants to slap Hannah. But at the same time, I feel like Star is at the point right now where she knows that that's not going to get her anywhere. It's only going to get her in more trouble and make her look like the bad guy. And she knows that Hannah's the bad girl and all of this, and she's really trying to convey that message to everyone. So by her, you know, slapping Hannah, I don't think people, you know, I don't think Cole's going to pity her. I think she's he's going to go even more to Hannah's side. So um, as much as Star really does want to slap Hannah, I'm sure she's holding back for good reason. You mentioned a couple minutes ago that you're active on Twitter. There's something that I saw recently that I have to ask you about. You posted a twit pick of some sort of growing spoon collection. Mm -hmm. are, are you stealing other people's spoons? Are we going to have to uh, <laughs> raise bail to try to bail Kristen Alderson out of jail? No, not at all. Okay, here's the story about that. My mom got me hooked on these big, um, like, two, like Greek yogurt packets. Okay. And they have peach in them. And it's, they're so amazing. And every morning I bring them, I bring a packet, a pack of it to the studio and I get like a granola bar and I crunch it in there and it's like my breakfast in the morning. And like I make myself like a little parfait. And every morning I bring like a silver spoon out of, you know, from my house. And I'm so dumb. Instead of just, like, keeping one spoon at the studio, even though, like, I have so many there, I keep, like, packing them and <laughs> bringing more and more to the studio. And I ended up, like, having six that were, like, somewhere in my pocketbook, somewhere, like, in my dressing room. And so I put them all out on the table and took a picture of it because I thought it was hilarious that I'm carrying all these spoons around with me and I still haven't learned that, you know, stop bringing them to the studio. So basically, your mom cannot serve soup, jello, or pudding. Basically, there are no spoons left in my <laughs> apartment, and it's all my fault. <laughs> we are almost at the end of the segment, but I want to give you an opportunity to talk to everyone out there and let them know why they need to tune in. And, of course, if they missed today's episode, they can uh, check it online at abc.com. But let everybody know what they can expect over these three episodes to get them to tune in. Well, they can also catch it on SoapNet as well. Absolutely. Um, tonight and, you know, Monday and Tuesday night. And I think on Sunday they replay the whole week's worth of episodes. Um, and what they can expect is just a lot of drama. For anyone that watched today's episode, there's already drama going on. But it just adds and adds and adds and builds up and builds up and builds up. And um, a lot of stuff happens to all of the characters. You'll see more characters singing. You'll see a lot more group numbers, um, a lot more original songs along, along with established songs. And I think it's just, like, a lot of fun to watch. It's really entertaining and um, definitely bigger production, like a bigger production of One Life that you've, that you've seen before. So I think that's what's to expect. I'm really proud of it, and I'm really excited for everyone to see the remaining two episodes. Because for everyone out there, be sure to tune in to One Life to Live on Monday and Tuesday for the conclusion of Starcross Lovers. If you missed today's episode, as Kristen said, you can catch it when it re-airs on SoapNet, or you can head over to abc.com where you can watch it online. And don't forget that the soundtrack to Starcross Lovers is available for download 
on iTunes. Kristen, I want to thank you so much for calling in today to give everybody sort of a, an inside peek at what's going to happen on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was really great talking to you. We are, you know what, I'm so uh, addicted to Starcross Lovers, it's in my head, I can't get it out. I think we're going to play it one more time <laughs> as we go into commercial break. So here it comes, and we'll be back with more after the break. <laughs> Voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Haiti has been hit hard by a deadly earthquake. Destruction is everywhere. Tens of thousands are feared dead and hundreds of thousands are homeless without food, water, and basic necessities. Save the Children is on the scene, but your support is urgently needed to help us save lives. Please give as much as you can now. Call 1-800-SAVE-THE-CHILDREN or go online at savethechildren.org. You can even donate $10 right now by texting the word SAVE from your cell phone to 20222. Please give now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. This is your host, Dan Kroll, and I'm joined by another wonderful actress. My next guest is a two-time daytime Emmy winner, who is probably best known for the time she spent playing Lily Snyder on CBS's As the World Turns. Last year, she became known to an entirely different audience for a short-term role as the not-so-good wife on General Hospital. And she's even enjoyed some behind-the-scenes action as a writer on The Bold and the Beautiful. If that's not enough, she's also the star and creative force behind the web series Gotham. Please welcome to the show, Martha Byrne. Hello. 
Hello, how are you today? Good, how are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you so much for dropping by to talk to us. It's nice to chat with you. That was a nice little introduction. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You know, uh, we start off with the hard questions, particularly for first-time guests. Okay. So, here we go. Prior to joining As the World Turns, were you familiar with daytime television, and were you a soap fan? Oh, yeah. General Hospital, 100%. Luke, Laura, Scotty Baldwin, obsessed, even as a child. Oh, so then it must be, it was kind of cool, I guess, then, for you to go from being a fan to actually being on the show. Oh, I loved it. Are you kidding? I was like, the only thing that was missing, Tony Geary was on vacation, and Jeannie Francis wasn't there, but I worked with Kin, uh, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. and As the World Turns, and Gotham, and um, yeah, I mean, I loved that show, and, and would race back from the beach the summer to catch it, and I always would remind Ken I was in grammar school um, <laughs> at the time, just to rub it in. Um, he was a little bit older than me. But, yeah, I loved, I loved the show. Big fan. One of the things that I like most about the soaps, and I don't like to talk too much about me, but it's my show, so I guess I get to do it every Go now and again, it. is the dual role on the soaps. For me, when you get to play the twins or, or the lookalikes, it means you know, you're the stuff. It, it, it's good stuff. But is it as glamorous to play the twins as it is for us to see it on screen? It's very challenging, and it's... Uh, it's so much fun. I, I really had a blast playing twins. And, you know, I think the hardest part is for the people that have to be in the scenes with you because they have to wait around for you to be um, changed into the other character. And if they're on the, the side of the split screen where you, when you change, then uh. they have to wait. So <laughs> you would see actors trying to stay on one side, whatever side. <laughs> Lily was always the first character. We'd always play Lily first most of the time uh, because with Rose obviously to put more makeup on mm-hmm. and your hair and all that so that you know I always felt and not one actor ever complained to my face at least that it was a pain in the neck um, and having to wait around because you know I'm making more money doing it they're not so again granted it was a really hard challenging job and I would would have done it forever um, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun I mean look you get to work with different people you get to have romances on the show with different characters that the original character wouldn't have worked with in that mm-hmm. capacity. So it really breathed a lot of a new life into me personally to uh, be challenged, and I was challenged. It was very difficult in the beginning to find her voice, literally find her voice. <laughs> um, but I, what more could you ask for? You know, when Julianne Moore played twins or was half-sisters on As the World Turns, and Doug Marlin wrote that story, I remember asking him, I said, I really want to play two parts. You know, can, can I do something, too? And he's like, you're not ready yet. Oh. <laughs> you're too young. You know, I have something in mind. And, you know, because it was, um, I think I had, somebody had lost the Emmy to, I think it was me, to Ellen Wheeler. And I think she, she was playing Twins. On Another on World. On Another World. And Douglas was very upset that, you know, there was, we all of us lost that year. It was a year that everybody, we were all at the table at the Emmys, and we all lost. We got Ooh. picked off one by one, and Doug was not happy about that. So he, that night, you could tell he was not pleased and made a decision to write that twin story for Julianne. And she won. And, and she won, absolutely. Yep. Now, Georgianne, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly, tweeted, and she wants to know, who was your favorite twin, Lily or Rose? Well, I mean, I'd have to say Lily. I mean, I think there's too many years there. You know, Rose is fun and got some gruesome legs there. And that <laughs> says a lot about the fans being very accepting and patient 
and Rose was the funny one and, and a lot of fun, but, you know, Lily had the roots and the relationships were different. But, you know, the, I grew up that on that on that role, so that, right. that, of course, is the closest to my heart. But, you know, Rose came out of me goofing around on the set and being a loudmouth like I usually am um, and making silly jokes and... And that's where the character came from. It was it was based on me personally, and oh. I, I I I have you know I have a certain quality that <laughs> is much. I'm more Rose than Lily. You know, my personally, I'm more Rose than Lily. Um, but it was quite an evolution. Fun. From a media standpoint, it was kind of fun for me when you did join General Hospital, which we talked about before that some of the ABC soap fans were all of a sudden posting on the message board saying, hey, you know, you need to check out this new actress named Martha Byrne. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. It's fun. Did you ever think that, you know, after having been on As the World Turns for for so long, that you would suddenly be the new girl? I liked that. I thought that was, you know, it was a character that people hated, which was great, and um, it was great to play a different role. But I liked being the new, you know, look, I am like... the most low maintenance chick around, and <laughs> I, I was so happy to be there and happy to be working on that show. And it was something I I really needed to do personally. I felt it was it was um, a necessary part of my life to do mm-hmm. it. And everybody there was so great to me, and um, I just had a good time. And, and it was nice to be the new girl and the, the girl that kind of came in and did her thing and left. And I was uh, a flavor, you know. I was a spice. On the on the canvas, mm-hmm. and you know, as an actor, that's what you do. Uh, you're you know, it's not about you; it's about the the ensemble. And that show is truly an ensemble. So is as the world turns, you know. But I had more responsibility on World Turns, obviously, of course, than General Hospital. Um, but I had a, I, you know, I had a great time, and everybody was so welcoming to me. And uh, I, I I can't say enough about my experience there. You know, it went on a lot longer than it was supposed to which is great, and I had a lot of fun, and, and I got to see some old friends who I had already known, Laura Wright and my friend Lisa, who actually, that's how I got the job, was I was on Facebook and sending her an instant message saying, hi, and my friend Lisa <laughs> is good friends with Bob Guza, and Bob Guza had walked by the door, and and she said, would you ever think about coming on General Hospital? I said, sure, I would love that, and he walked by, she called him in, they talked, and like two days later I had the job. So... That was cool. <laughs> the powers <laughs> of the internet. You never know. Wow. Yeah. Now, has anyone from General Hospital called to thank you? Had it not been for Andrea spiking Edward's drink and him driving and having a heart attack and the car careening through the carnival, General Hospital might not have <laughs> gotten their nomination. It's so cool. It's so cool to be a part series. of that. You know, <laughs> I think I thought that was, uh, you know, look, shooting that episode, those episodes was mind blowing. I mean, it was they turned the whole ABC parking lot into a carnival. They had this scrim that covered the whole parking lot so that everybody looked good. A crane like 300 feet in the air with this scrim on it. And wow. it was incredible to be a part of that and to see the directors, the editors. You know, look, in daytime, we have the most talented people in, on the planet. Definitely. And doing these kind of shoots, I'd never seen anything like that in daytime. And I know how hard they worked, you know, through the night. And it was, it was, it was just amazing. So I was, yeah, of course, it was cool to be part of it. I heard that I was on the, the episode that was p- submitted, and I was like, all right, yay. I'm still a part of it. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. We have a caller. I'm hoping that I'm going to pronounce the name correctly. I believe it's Jammy. 
And Maybe? I believe that they're from James, from Philadelphia. So Oh, really? Sure. You got it. It's, what it's a surprise. Hi, Martha. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, good. I'm, you know, it, it's, it's great that you're still, like, doing all this stuff. I, I get all your tweets and, you know. And, and it still was the best thing ever to meet you last year. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, I just have a question for you. Uh, I wanted to know, because you know you were on Astral Turns for a very long time and, um, you know, from the 80s till recently. And I wanted to know, working there, what was your, your, your favorite, your, your favorite storyline ever to come out of that, Ooh. that, that time on the show? Oh, that's a real, that's, you know, there's so many, but I have yeah. to say, I loved the Orlando storyline with Damien and, and Claire yeah. Bloom and, and Nick Coster. I loved that story uh, in Malta when we were trapped over there. It was very romantic and high drama. And, you know, of course, I loved the Lily Rose story because it brought back Lisa Brown and it, 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 it just breathed new life into a story that was already existing. You know, yeah. It was, I loved that and, and Hogan Shepherd bringing that story to, to the front enough. forefront. So I, I've had so many great experiences, you know, I, I, I Endless, but those pop in my mind because they they really stood out as challenging and fun and great people to work with. And and I wanted to you to know I am enjoying Gotham. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I wanted to know if there so you're you're there are still episodes coming and um, what's what's the what's coming up with that anything anything good? You know well, we're, we're, we're taking a break right now for a little uh-huh. while to try uh-huh. to shop the show. Uh-huh. And I you know again. Time, we did as much as we could based on what we had to spend and uh, yeah, and try yeah. to ex- make it last as long as we possibly could. And, you know, there's the genuine interest in the show for the future mm-hmm. uh, on on the line and also on for television. So yeah. I have to pursue that and see where it goes. Um, and I will always keep people up. You know, I'm always up front about what's going on and where we are and and uh, the future. So I will always keep keep you posted on where, it, where it's going. Thank well, you I so definitely much for wish calling you the in there. Thank that. you. Thank you. Yeah. We are almost up to a break, but since uh, the door was opened up for talking about Gotham, mm-hmm. what it seems that a lot of people who have been involved in soaps are now making a transition in one way or another to online drama. Do you yes. think that that's the future, or is it uh, more of a complement to our, our TV soaps? I think right now it's, it's a reaction to uh, a need for us as creative people to want to do something that we feel we need, have to do. Uh, that's where it came from for me. I felt like it was something I lo- wanted to do. Is it the future? We don't know. I mean, I think it is a compliment to what's the existing uh, medium on television. And I think, but again, we don't know where this is headed, um, but we have to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And I think by doing these, these little shows and working out the kinks, when it does happen, it'll be a smooth transition to to the web. If that's what if that's what does happen, we are kind of the guinea pigs in this uh, this medium, which is fine with me because I learned so much, and I know that it can be done for a reasonable cost. Um, hmm. And the costs are ever changing and being cut and and here and there. And so, is it the future? It's definitely part of the part of the future of these soaps. I think. I, I do not want to see them leave television. I really don't. I think it's tragic when that happens, when one gets canceled. It's just, it breaks my heart. Because um, I do think it's a vi- still a viable medium. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that, and we're going to ask the question that everyone wants to know. What is it? You'll have to stay tuned after the break for more on Soap Central Live. 
talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I am chatting with Martha Byrne, and we're about to ask the question that she's probably dreading and that everybody wants to know. And I'm sure you know what the question is, Martha. I do, but I just kind of want to hear you say it. <laughs> now I'm you were just talking in the break, you're like, how are you going to ask me that question? <laughs> As I'm sure you know, uh, September will bring to an end the era that is As the World Turns. And a lot of people are wondering if they have contacted you about somehow being a part of the show once again before it goes off the air for good. No. Would you be open to returning to the show in some way, shape, or form before it goes off the air? Yes. (laughs) I feel like I'm on the stand. (laughs) I'm asking delicately. Would you, in your right mind, be, yes, yes, of course, of course I would do it and two seconds, you know, it's, it's, I, you know, you have to be asked first. It's like going to the prom, you know, you wait for the phone call. It might never come. Um, you know, look, it's, 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 there's people that make those decisions and their decisions have been made 
and it's it's unfortunate because I do love the show. Of course, I would love to be a part of it before it goes away forever, you know. Um, and it's sad, you know. It's a sad, it's a sad time. I'm close to so many people there who are starting to. Re- it's really starting to sink in that it's going away, and I've gotten some really incredible phone calls from people um, that, you know, just missing me, and it's really sweet, and it's nice to be loved and, and missed, and um, but again, I don't make those decisions. You know, somebody else makes those decisions, and it's only a few weeks away, so I don't expect to be, be asked. Um, it doesn't mean I don't love the show or, you know, love all the people, and, and I will miss it. You know, it's it's been a couple of years since I've been there, and I said my own goodbyes then, Mm. assuming that this day would come, I didn't know when, but right. it would just like, it, you know, to be a part of the family again for the moment and be able to work with Elizabeth and, and again. And, you know, it doesn't mean I won't work with her again. It doesn't mean I won't work with John again and, and my other coworkers on some project, like Michael Park, you know, working with him on Gotham. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I missed him terribly, and I, I, I am so glad to still have him in my life and, those people don't leave your life, the ones that you really love and who are your real friends. And Definitely. You continue to find each other and find places to work together and celebrate together. And I, I just think people there are, you know, they want me there to, to go through this process with them, you know, the mourning process with them. And, and I do in my own way, but it's different for me because I've been gone for a while. Um, and, and Helen Wagner passing, I just, it, it's just, it's been right. a very sad few weeks uh, for everybody there um, for obvious reasons. Well, I know that in addition to working on screen with some of the As a World Trans cast, you also work with them off screen because I know that you do a lot of uh, charitable work for St. Jude Children's Research. And there's an event coming up, uh, I think, a week from today. Yes, as a matter of fact, I'm doing a St. Jude event in um, Pearl River, New York at the Pearl River Hilton. And uh, I'm going to give you the web address, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Get tickets. It's www.stjude.org slash Angels for Hope. Angels for Hope. And it's, we have a bunch of soap stars coming, and we have some uh, New York Giants and New Jersey Devils. And, um, you know, I've always raised a lot of money for the hospital, but the daytime fans have always supported this event, and... Because of them, I've raised more than a million dollars. Wow. So I'm asking my fans to come out this uh, next Friday and support this event. And I had this little plan that if you come up to me and you bought your ticket from hearing this interview, I have a little surprise for you. There's a little gift for anybody who buys their ticket from hearing this interview and says that you heard it on Soap Central. I have this little plan idea because, you know, I want to get back to the fans, and they've been so supportive of St. Jude and my work with the hospital. Um, I, I just adore them. They've been very good to me. And we're going to make sure that if, for, if you didn't have a pen, I know whenever I have a pen, it never <laughs> works when I need it, we're going to make sure that the address is posted on SoapCentral.com, so you can definitely check it out there if you've missed it. That would be great. I mean, I, look, you know, it's tough times. You know, it's a tough economic time right now, and I understand that. And it's just these children still need to be treated you know, they still have to raise the same, the hospital still has to raise the same amount of money to give the same treatment for these children. So, you know, I understand it's a tough year and everybody's having a hard time and, and I appreciate anything anybody can do. Um, so we just have to work a little harder now to get mm-hmm. people to come on our team. 
we have only a couple minutes, but we're going to try to bring Jamie from Pittsburgh on. Hopefully, oh. uh, Jamie can, we'll try to keep it short. So, Jamie, welcome to Subcentral Live. You're on with Martha Byrne. Thank you. Hi, Martha. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> How are you doing, sweetie? You got through. Yes, I did. But all right. um, you answered all you answered all my questions already. I one did? was about as the world turns, of course. For yes. the fans, they wanted to hear that, which I already knew the answer. But yes. and the second one was about St. Jude. Um, they wanted to know um, what's the second best thing besides going and donating to the charity. What's the second best reason for attending? A uh, uh, second re- best reason, or the- yeah, why, why should people? Why should your fans attend this event? Well, we have we have all these. We got John Hensley, we got Kelly Hensley, we got Terry Combino. Um, it's and we it's a incredible night. I mean, we have oh, we're auction. How could I forget this? Oh my gosh! Yes, how could you forget the auction? See, remember the auction. We're, we're auctioning off a walk-on role in General Hospital that night with a trip to California, hotel, VIP tickets to The Price Is Right, um, and we are auctioning off something to do with John Bon Jovi. Oh, as well. <laughs> A really cool package that we're just finalizing some details on, but you will be able to meet John Bon Jovi in this package. But believe me, it's a it's quite a, an, an evening. Um, but we're just ironing out some more of the details. So I twittered today. I said, "Who's hotter, Steve Burton or John Bon Jovi?" Because Steve Burton has agreed to escort whoever wins this walk-on role for the afternoon. So you Perfect. not only get a walk-on role in General Hospital, but you also have Steve Burton to take you to the. General Hospital cafeteria. I'll give you the tour. It's going to be so sweet perfect. about it. So I think you got to pick. Maybe you have to get both. Maybe you'll meet both Steve and John Bon Jovi. Wow! Thanks uh, so much for pick. calling in, Jane. Yes, thank you. I can't believe we are at the end. The thirty minutes went so quickly, but it does. We can certainly have you back again in the future, and you can talk to some more fans and talk more. Thank you so much for having me on. I really oh. appreciate it. Absolutely. Of course, I want to thank Martha Byrne for dropping by, and I want to thank my guest from the other half hour, One Life to Live's Kristen Alderson. Next week, we have One Life to Live's Emmy nominee, Bree Williamson, and she'll be here along with her castmate, Melissa Archer. I hope that you'll join us then. But until then, I'm Dan Kroll signing off on another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.